cause I earned this moment I took what was mine, now I won't let go of it Cause I'm a hustler, yeah I'm a hustler Cause I'm a hustler, yeah I'm a hustler I Good evening again, everyone. This is Gary Roth of Blue Collar Consulting Group, and you are listening to yet another compelling episode of the Blue Collar Consulting Group podcast. Let me just say thank you to everyone that's tuning in. Thank you to everyone that has listened, and thank you to everyone who is uh, sharing this, talking about it, leaving a comment, and all those wonderful things. You are my oxygen. I absolutely love Love the feedback. Tonight, or this evening, I'm recording this in the evening. It's Thursday evening, uh, the 1st of November. Happy November to everyone. Listen, let's talk about email and email marketing. I recently uh, got back into this, trying to explore some new areas. I am uh, really trying to get a handle on this. Uh, for current and future endeavors, and I've noticed a lot of what I don't like, and I've noticed a lot of what I like. So let's get into some thoughts here, and if you have something that's working amazingly well or something that's incredible, then leave a comment. Shoot me a message. Uh, Go on my website, bluecollarconsultinggroup.com. Send me a message on there. Hit me up on social media, at bccg underscore main, because I want to hear what's working. All right, so check this out. Let's get started. There are some companies out there that will actually use the same email to non-openers. All right, so in any email software, you can figure out who's opening your stuff and who isn't. And you can also extract those that don't open it. So here's a great little hack. You could simply take a message that was not opened by somebody, give it a new subject line and resend it to them a couple of days later. How cool is that? That's kind of a dirty little marketing secret that a lot of people do and a lot of people get some good results on it. It's almost like a very effective A-B test because you find out what works and what doesn't. So you don't have to add anybody to your list. Several email uh, subscription services will let you send unlimited emails to the same thing. So that could be really helpful. So like, let's say, for instance, you have a coupon for 30% off your shirts that you make. Well, you could say the funniest shirts, 30% off on Monday. And then on Wednesday, you could say, get your funny shirt at a discount on Thursday and not be charged anything extra for your email subscription because you're using the same people and you're hitting them up twice in the same week without wearing out the ones that are opening. So this is really awesome. It's a great little hack. I figured I'd start off with that. So let's think about this too. Think about email frequency, all right? So there was a um, there was a website for like military gear. Gosh, I can't think of the name of it, but they would send me an email almost every day, sometimes twice a day. Now for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't like to be emailed that much. I think that's ridiculous. I don't need that many emails. You shouldn't be sending me that much at all. All right, sorry about that. I had to take a break. I had a tickle in my throat and I could not get rid of it. So let's think about email frequency. Like I said, with that military supply company, whatever, ammo company, they um, they were emailing me once a day, sometimes twice a day. And now Pat Flynn, 
with smart passive income is uh, emailing me sometimes twice a day as well and his emails are usually helpful uh, but he's also trying to drive traffic to his links and his things and his you know affiliate links and stuff like that so you know that's a little bit annoying and I'm on the verge of unsubscribing I think email when it comes to frequency should really be an attractant to something else that you could subscribe into be it a social media channel YouTube something like that uh, I think emailing once a day or more than once a day is a bad idea every couple of days sure once a week yeah once every two weeks absolutely mandatory so when it comes to frequency, you need to think about your opt-outs, okay? So the last thing you want to do is have your emails reported. I remember several years ago, I was scared to death because some people had been reporting my emails as spam, and I thought, and I got an email from my email provider saying they were going to block me from sending everything because um, <clears throat> they were reporting my stuff as spam. So I certainly didn't want that to happen, and I just wanted to uh, make sure that I didn't get blocked so having a good opt-out is the best way to do it most most of your big companies they're, they're gonna have that it's gonna be built in but if somehow you're not doing the thing uh, right or whatever uh, make sure and get that fixed make sure you have that you know make sure you have that freaking thing uh, set up to be opted out easily all right so probably the most important thing Absolutely, the most important thing to get your email opened is the subject line. It's the subject line. So you have to you have to spend a lot of time here on your subject line. There's some keys. You, you need to know what you're sending out. It needs to be compelling. Uh, you can add you can add personalized stuff in your subject lines. However, make sure that your list is scrubbed. Let me give you a classic example. This goes for every part of the personalized email. I know when people are pulling down my LinkedIn information because my first name has my middle initial built in. So my middle initial is A for Allen, A-L-L-E-N, not A-L-A-N. But it's A. So when I get an email from somebody that used me on LinkedIn, it's GaryA.comma. So I know that they haven't scrubbed their list and that's incredibly unprofessional. So if you're going to personalize anything, make sure that you have scrubbed your list. Or if there's weird characters or it didn't, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you got to just, just scrub your list. Be professional. Take the time. Do it right. So again, just to hit the, you know, beat the dead horse again, make sure that your list is scrubbed. Be careful with personalization because, you know, it can really backfire. So again, just be careful with it. If you're going to do it, just do it right. And it'd be really, really helpful. All right. So let's look at timing. So timing, frequency is one thing. Timing is another. So think about the time of day that you're going to, um, you know, send these emails out. You're going to, you know, MailChimp uh, did a, a survey or a report not too long ago where they had some like really interesting uh, email times. I mean, nobody's opening their email at two, three, or four in the morning. Nobody, okay? But you'd be surprised how much people, you know, open their email at noon versus 8 a.m. or respond to it at like six or seven. So it is definitely worth a look to think about the time of day. But again, um, 
But again, it's not necessarily, there is no magic time for everyone. It's a good thing to look at. Definitely worth a look. All right. So, oh, and something else to consider on timing is time zones. So if you're in California and it's 8 a.m., you know, it's going to be noon freaking on the East Coast. If you're in the East Coast and you're trying to send an email out at 8 a.m., guess what? It's 4 a.m. on the West Coast. So, you know, you can, I believe you can, uh, most programs will let you customize that based on your list. You could even do a time zone list if you want. Look, I'll be honest with you. Just try to get it in their inbox after the start of business and before the end of the day. I mean, let's be honest. That's probably the easiest way to do it. You can split hairs if you want, but if you're starting out, just make sure it doesn't land in the inbox at 2 a.m., Try to get it to pop up when they're kind of in the prime of their day and can maybe take a take a look at it. Um, you know, that's just that's just one of the things you got to look at. All right, so there are there are some tricks to A B testing. You can um, you can do this manually or not manually. You can prepare. You know, you can prepare one email, send it to ten percent of your list. You can send another email, send it to another ten percent. I mean, there's just so many, so many tactics to look at. But when you look at A/B testing, it's just you're basically testing the same thing versus another. It's it's really quite common. It's really a good way to test the way things are going to work for you and your market segment. So I say do it. I say do the same general email, switch up the subject line, switch up the graphics, see which one does better. Okay, see which one does better. I think that you'll. It's better in the long run because you learn what your customers want. And ultimately, that's why we're out here. All right, so there is some traffic out there. There's some, um, one of the things you can look at is animated GIFs. Now, look, I don't know how you say it, GIFs, GIFs, whatever, GIF, uh, file format. Uh, you can use that uh, sparingly. I think it certainly makes an email a little bit more interactive, a little, um, you know, a little bit more, make it stand out a little bit more. Just, um, you know, use it with caution. You know, see if your email client will handle it. See what it looks, you know, A-B test it. See what you get from it. But if you can do it, that might make you stand out. and Add a little pop to your email. So give it a shot. You never know. But again, test it first. See what happens because you don't want to send out a 10,000-piece email with something with a graphic that's broken and then makes you look like crap. So, Something very popular is birthday emails. Okay, uh, it is. Uh, it's a proven fact that freaking email, email birthday marketing strategies work. Work. Um, you know, you can you can use this to offer promotion. You can use this as just a personal touch. You know, the the stuff works when you take a personal interest in your customers. You know, it's it's one of those things that. Uh, usually will give you a great return on investment. So so think about that. So think about email strategies involving birthdays for your customer list if you have that set up. It's definitely worth it, all right? Um, you know, it's one of the things that you can use with your customers is a post, uh, post-purchase post email, you know, inviting them back, uh, promotions and things like that. You gotta be careful with sales. Uh, you got to be careful with offering discounts. It's kind of like a drug, and the hangover from them is absolutely uh, crazy. You've got to be, like I say, you, you just you just got to be real careful. You got to be real careful. You got to know what you're doing. Um, 
gosh, yeah, you just, that, that, that's the biggest thing, all right? Uh, you know, new products, new services, these are all reasons uh, to send out uh, emails. You know, anytime you have something to talk about that brings good, positive attention to your company, you should be blasting that on email. You should be making that happen. Um, you know, being interactive with your customers, having somebody there to respond to emails when they come in, you know, at an expanded set of hours. Uh, you, you certainly just have to uh, be ready. It has to be an intentional tool has to be an intentional part of your overall marketing strategy. So let's talk about integration for a second. So when it comes to email marketing uh, integration, uh, it's really quite simple. It's it, Again, it goes back to being intentional. If you send out an email with like a special promotion or a special news release, you've got to have that page set up. Don't send them to your main page and then have them hunt for stuff. Have a direct link. Have a button. You don't need long, complicated links all over your email. Have a nice button that makes it very easy for them to click on. And then you can watch your, you know, you can watch your click rates because every email server is gonna have all of these stats available to you. So when you go back and you look at your stats, you can see what your email is doing. It's really quite simple. So if you're getting a low open rate, and I'm not gonna go into the open rates because that is dangerous territory. You have to figure out what you, you know, are wanting. So. Don't let anybody tell you what's a good open rate. Obviously, more than one is good, but you shouldn't expect to have 100%. Go from there. So with that, you can look at your open rates. So if you're getting low open rates, there's a couple of things you need to look at. First of all, think about what name you're sending it from. Is it suspicious? Do you do better with uh, using a return name instead of a company? For instance, I don't send emails from with the from column as blue collar consulting group, I send it from Gary Roth. All right, so you may want to look at that, mess around with that, make sure it's short and readable and understandable. The, here's the other thing. What are your subject lines saying? Are they spammy? Do they have a lot of punctuation marks? Are they going to your the junk folder? Is it too overly personalized? Is it too long, too short? This is why you do A-B testing so that you learn. You get general ideas from everybody else, but ultimately, you have to make the decision on what works for your emails. So, if you're getting low open rates, think about everything outside of the inbox. What does it look like? Subject lines, subject content, who it's from, time of day, frequency, all these things you need to look at if you're getting low open rates. All right, let's say you're getting the open rates where you want them and you're getting very few clicks. Okay, so are the clicks easy to find? Are the clicks in buttons? Are they easy to use? Do you have enough links in there? Are you just linking pictures? Are you putting hyperlinks in your paragraphs? Are you driving clicks? Sometimes you may not want clicks. Maybe you want website visits or something like that. You can check your analytics versus your email statistics. And if you're not getting the clicks and the website visits that you want, then you need to look at the content, look at the, where your buttons are located, contrasting colors, fonts, bold, underline, italics. Is there too much going on? Do you need to spread your emails out and make the actions more simple? I have seen emails that took me literally 20 to 30 seconds to scroll to the bottom. That is way, way too much. I think it's a good idea to have two, three, four concepts at most in an email so big blocks big sections that clearly 
clearly point people where you want them to go or offer information that you think is important. Again, A-B test. Change your colors. Change your font. Change your font size. Change the wording. See what works best and then keep working it until it gets diminishing returns. And then you look at frequency and you do it all over again. Right? It's a constant, constant evaluation. So when it comes to low open rates, look on the outside. When it comes to low click rates or low volume or low website visits, whatever, look at the inside. Right? That's, that's the real key. So email marketing is popular it's awesome and it can be massively effective all right you hear me massively effective however you have to do it right and you have to be intentional and you have to do the right thing so with that comes analyzing every single piece of it all the time and testing it all the time always a good idea so combine all of these thoughts and look at every single section of the email track all that stuff take notes don't let anybody tell you what's guaranteed to work and what's guaranteed not to work, all right? You have to learn this on your own. And that's one of the things that I'm real big on at Blue Collar Consulting Group is teaching folks how to do things on their own so that they can do it on their own, all right? They become the expert. You don't need to rely on a consultant. Just just learn, all right? Just, just keep trying, keep testing, keep it simple. Obviously, if you're not a good writer or if you have problems with grammar or something like that, have a proofreader around. But test all that stuff. Bring in good writers. Bring in good copy people. And then just, just make the best emails you can. Make sure your graphics are crisp and, and well thought out. Don't overdo it. I think clean is better. Nice and simple. Make things easy to use. Know your audience. Tailor the audience. Tailor your content to your audience. Don't send phishing stuff to a bunch of people that are interested in interior design. Know your audience. Know what they want. And your open rates, your click rates... Your engagement rates will skyrocket. When I send mass emails to people that have previously served in the Army about Army Reserve programs that I do for the Army as a career counselor, I'm getting 30 and 40% open rates. All right, It's really quite simple when you know your audience. When I do my more general one, less than 10%. So there's power in knowing your audience. There's power in that subject line. And then there's power in simplicity. Remember that. All right. So get out there, do your email marketing, make it awesome. All right. And then learn, learn and adapt constantly, please. Listen, that is too easy. Nice and short. My name is Gary Roth, Blue Collar Consulting Group. Leave a comment, be engaged. Let's see what you're doing out there. If you've got an awesome subject line that you want to share that you're proud of, I'd love to hear about it. You can shoot me an email, Gary at bluecollarconsultinggroup.com. Uh, shoot me a message wherever you're hearing this podcast. I can't wait to hear from you. Tell somebody you love them today and just have an awesome day. Get out there and test those emails. See you later. Keep turning up the